Ho, ho, and a Merry Christmas to one and all across our outdoors country here in the Great White North. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. From all of us in our outdoors, Merry Christmas to you and yours. I hope you are enjoying the holiday season, finding that Christmas spirit and uh, ripping that paper off and recycling that cardboard. Boy, it is a a season of cardboard as my uh, dumpster shows on the side of the road. Hope you're recycling it and thinking environmentally friendly gifts this year. Other than that, man, boy, we have had some cold snaps that have set up some great ice fishing. I hope you got your auger. Maybe you got a new auger for Christmas and you're looking to break that in. Get out there and start chewing through that ice with those new blades. So much excitement this time of year as an old season, you know, pheasant hunting. We got some deer archery if you haven't filled those tags. As those come to an end, the ice fishing season is well set up and laying out there before us here uh, during the holiday season. Always a great time to test out new lures and new rods and find what was in your stocking and clip it on to the end of the line and get out there and target those walleyes, perch, pike, trout, whatever you might enjoy. You know, variety being the spice of life, you certainly have a lot of great options under the ice here in North Dakota. Break those new lures, those new rods, those new electronics out and get out there and have a ton of fun. Boy, it's just a super time of year. Not only have this great holiday spirit and this coming together of kind of two great seasons, but you have a coming together of friends and family and the ice gives you a chance to meet up with a lot of those folks and to talk about the past and to think about the future and of course enjoy today and we call today a gift because it is the present and we take that with us as we go into the new year but first off we're going to wrap up the old year talking with Jeb Williams director of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department he's going to look back on 2021 this week and then next week we will have him preview what's to come in 2022 so that interview starts up right after this quick break Welcome back to the show, everyone. A very Merry Christmas to you and yours. And we are looking back on 2021, getting ready for the new year. And for that, we have with us newly minted director Jeb Williams. Halfway through the year, jumping in, Jeb. It's good to have you here for the year-end review. Well, thank you for the invitation, Nick, and it's good to be here for the year-end review. You bet, Director. Uh, You jumped into the big seat just in time to face the challenges of the drought that we had here in North Dakota. What sort of impact did that and EHD have on our deer populations, particularly in the West? I don't think there's any doubt it definitely did have an impact on our our populations, and especially in certain areas or in some units more than others. We saw with our mule deer surveys, our annual fall surveys, which look at reproduction for the year, and we we saw uh, as low as reproduction as we've seen in a number of years now, and of course that, you know, is something that we attribute, at least we attribute to the drought anyway, and just knowing that mule deer are a little more fragile, and certainly, uh, you know, on dry years, when those conditions are like they were this last year, that can have an impact on mule deer reproduction, and we definitely saw that with, with our surveys, and then obviously EHD, that was that was just a big discussion point here you know for the fall in wide variety of circles knowing that EHD had a bigger footprint this year much further east and much further north than what it normally does and then we also saw a very long mild fall to where we did not have hard consecutive uh, nightly frosts till the end of October which is you know about a month or so after what it normally does on average. So that really gave the opportunity for those, for the vectors, the biting midges to have that opportunity to continue to spread EHD. And unfortunately, in some areas, we definitely did see, and with the help of the public, some areas that definitely had some pretty high mortality rate. 
Yeah, it did, and it was unfortunate to see that. And, of course, when EHD sort of came to an end with those late frosts in October, uh, up comes CWD out on our eastern border just across uh, the Red River there in Climax, Minnesota, with CWD detected just across the Red River. Looking at our hot spots in the west and now kind of that observation area in 2B, uh, what did we learn, if anything, from that area this fall and the sampling, and where are we at in our western hotspots? Yeah, we were notified uh, about the, the CWD positive right directly across the Red River into into Minnesota, and so we put together a, a testing effort over there, and, and you know still have a lot of tests that are pending. But we did get good participation, and appreciate those individuals as as we do everywhere that participate and and provide their heads uh, deer heads for samples to give us a picture of what we're up against and what we're dealing with, and so we continue to work with Minnesota on that to see what they're finding over there. And at this point time not a lot to share nick it's just again simply a lot of pending results out there yet of the samples that we that we did take and we also were made aware of directly across the state kind of kitty corner to that uh, down in the southwest part just across over into montana within the city limits of baker montana there was a cwd positive deer there as well and so kind of on both ends of the state we are notified of cwd positives just across the border in some of those areas so that's always you know what we do in those situations is try to put together our testing results and get as many things sampled as we possibly can to try to put together the game plan for what uh, what things will look like for the next year and how we can try to do our best anyway to try to slow the spread of CWD. Yeah, lots of great information up there at gf.nd.gov when it comes to CWD. Uh, in looking at our fisheries, obviously the drought had some impact on water levels, but for the most part, fisheries remain in pretty good shape. Talk about how these amazing opportunities came to be and were sustained in 2021. There's no doubt there's a couple things to talk about there. I mean, obviously in North Dakota, you know, Mother Nature has played a role over the years as far as adding the number of water bodies that the department then can aggressively stock, manage, put the infrastructure in place to have a to have a good fisheries. Uh, you know, there's no doubt there's some places that it can be a lot easier than others when you're just looking at ice fishing access and to where you don't have the boat ramps and you don't have the fish cleaning stations and all those things. And, and a lot of times that's separated between the use of if you just have a, a pipe perch fishery to where it more is a little more utilized just in the winter months versus walleyes which definitely create a lot of more interest with boat traffic and boat fishing and you know and that's really attributed to our hard work from our fisheries division as far as the stocking effort across the state but then also the infrastructure that goes in to those close close to 450 water bodies that is a record number of, of uh, managed lakes across North Dakota and so it's a phenomenal effort that our staff has done to you know not only put that in place but then maintain it but that also gets into the double-edged sword of, of when we're talking about drought a little bit about it is going to be a challenge moving in uh, if we do stay in the drought conditions as far as maintaining a lot of those different areas next year with the having to chase boat ramps and and then make sure that some of these ramps are usable and putting in that infrastructure to get to ramps some of these low water ramps in various areas might be there but access to them is not any good at this point in time or you know the the tons of silt that is sitting on top of some of those low water ramps so just lots of work that needs to go in and be done to get some of those uh, some of those ramps up and usable for the public 
We're talking with Director Jeb Williams of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Uh, Director, you referenced it. Uh, I think the department does a great job of already now starting to monitor those ramp conditions we've seen online. And we've seen a lot more stronger public-facing presence than ever before. I've seen marketing ads popping up wherever I might log on, uh, features like the Drift by Caleb Bendel. Uh, How did the department adapt to growing social media trends in 2021 and ramp up this public presence? I don't know if there's one straight answer on that, Nick. I mean, I think that overall the department recognizing that we we need to diversify a little bit in our communication efforts and, and knowing that there's a pretty big difference between communications and marketing as well. And so that is new to the department. You know, we, we've communicated to the public before and we always have. I think that's always a strength of our department. But as far as, you know, using marketing strategies and different things like that, that's something that we are, we are utilizing more and trying to be a little more targeted in our approaches and I and I think that is showing some dividends and paying off a little bit as well rather than the, uh, the blanket approach to where you put out a message to essentially everybody and you know maybe a certain percentage of those individuals that's not applicable to versus more of a marketing approach again you can be a little more strategic with who you're trying to target and so that's something that we've really tried to increase our presence with and doing a lot of different things social media and again just trying to stay up with the times and the different uh, tools that people People are using out there and we know that there is a wide variety of tools that people use to stay up on the on the latest and greatest with whatever they're talking about but when we're talking about the outdoors that's again we want to try to provide our information in those platforms that people are utilizing wrapping up our first segment here with director jeb williams of the north dakota game and fish department director what are some of the successful r3 initiatives in 2021 that may have some staying power going forward into 22 again i i think a wide variety of things you know with with the department and seeing a good number of, of young students, of course, being certified in our hunter education program, you know, not a record level, but above average, uh, you know, there's no doubt that that does continue to be strong in North Dakota. But again, also also some more of the targeted type approach, the more mentored approaches. And we know that that is something, Nick, that is just so important to utilize all of our partners, because that's, that's simply something that as a game and fish department, we don't have nearly enough staff to be involved directly directly with one weekend after another. And so utilizing our partners, which we're very fortunate to have many, many great organizations and partners to where we can really see some benefits of some of those mentored hunts. I think that that's something that is definitely out there and is something that we see the value in a lot to where you really need a strong mentor sometimes to walk somebody through that process and give them confidence to be able to go out and do it on their own. And we take that for granted because a lot of us, of course, that you know grew up in North Dakota, are, you know, our mentors were an older brother or a mom or a dad. And, and as our population grows, and especially in some of the more urban climates in North Dakota, sometimes you don't have that, but you have kids that have these interests because of a friend and those types of things. And so you see that a lot. And, and those are some things that are just really critical. I think the future staying power, like you said, of, of hunting and fishing in North Dakota is being out there with the, with a responsible mentor that's making that experience um, very doable and um, just a high quality experience overall for those individuals. That wraps up the first installment of our interview with Director Jeb Williams of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, where we look back on 2021 and saw the challenges and the successes across the landscape in North Dakota when it came to both hunting and fishing. We'll have our second part next week to kick off the new year, looking forward to 2022, addressing some of those challenges and where we go from there, and of course, all of the fantastic opportunities that are available on the landscape and on the waters in the Rough Rider State. So I hope you'll tune in for that throughout the holiday stretch here. I hope you and yours have a great time and you can work 
some outdoor time into your busy schedule, whether that's late season pheasant hunting or some great ice fishing opportunities. These cold snaps have certainly set things up nicely for us. But take those friends and family, get them all together, make the outdoors part of this experience, and have a wonderful holiday season. We will see you in the new year. Get out there and have a ton of fun, and remember to take a kid with you on the ice when you're chasing those perch and walleyes. And if you do, I know I'll see you in our outdoors.